Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, you're listening to me, Lizelle, with Wellness with Lizelle. The tenth and final episode in Series 1 of my audio wellbeing magazine, where we take a closer look at all things wellbeing. And today I am really so very pleased and slightly overexcited to be going behind the label with one of our best loved well-being food brands, Rude Health, with Camilla Barnard, the co-founder and leading lady of one of our leading healthy food brands, to tell us about her journey, the facts behind the latest food fads, and what we should really be looking for when we read the label and decide what exactly ends up in our shopping basket. So welcome, Camilla. Thank you. I I was so interested to see your products grow and to hear of your journey, because I think, did you start when you were looking for food for your own children? Is that the motivation? More or less. It was, uh, I I had, I wasn't working because I just had my second child. So one 18 months, one baby. Um, And I think that was what made me start thinking about doing something new. Um, And I'd always been... I was going to say interested in food, but food is like my big love. Yes. And I met my husband in a restaurant. So looking back on it, it feels as though it was almost inevitable. Didn't seem like it at the time. And I've always, food for me has always been hugely enjoyable and hugely social. So it was driven by an interest in nourishing food, which is probably the perspective Mm. of having children when it really makes you focus on nourishment, you know, in a small body. Yeah, feeding little people. Exactly. Um, But, you know, with the enjoyment, and at the time, this was um, 11 or 12 years ago now, uh, there was a real split between food that was considered sort of nourishing, healthy, Mm. and food that you ate because you liked it. And that just seemed (laughs) madness to me, because you should should always enjoy what you eat. But that shouldn't mean that it's some appalling, you know, toxic junk food. Well, I remember, I I think I first came across your early muesli, the Rude Health muesli, um, because my husband, who is definitely not a food faddy person at all, um, just said, this stuff tastes great and and we just need to find it. Uh, And that was sort of in in the early days. And then he realised, oh, and it's low sugar and it's really healthy. Exactly. For me, that's the perfect journey. You enjoy it. Oh, 
great and it's yeah hasn't got anything in it that it shouldn't so have. was that muesli was that the first product it that you was, did it was the ultimate muesli was the first one that we mixed at the kitchen table did like you really the typical startup story yeah. with a uh, um 23 ingredients which um we soon realized why nobody else did 23 ingredients <laughs> <laughs> but we still do uh, still do um it still it still sells really well it was just about having a you know exciting mouthful not just having mm -hmm. a few different things but having it could be different so how did you make it healthier then more a better range of ingredients i suppose rather right. we didn't go for the basic cheap simple mix we mm. went for what would we like in it so it's got blueberries it's got it had gojis which were at the time Gosh, very exciting very and different yeah. um lots of nuts different nuts it was three different types of nuts three and nuts are expensive nuts are as really a expensive manufacturer yeah. absolutely um and then even the grains we didn't just do oats it, it had um it still has uh, you know barley rye quinoa so it just just mm. the variety which i think even if you don't consciously recognize when you're eating i think your palate just gets more satisfaction mm -hmm. from um well and also i know from i've been immersed in gut health yes in the last sort of 18 months health. and you know one of the key things to having a healthier microbiome and a healthier gut is variety yeah, so true and you so know true. if you can get 18 ingredients yeah. in one bowl for breakfast oh my goodness your, your gut bacteria hard. going yes. hooray yeah. that's yeah. that's fantastic so did you make a conscious decision to be low sugar or sugar free what how did that it, happen it was an that was an interesting one it wasn't we've never been very rule based so it's it's not been hugely sort of sugar free but it was always we've always felt strongly that it's a that, that it's a treat you know sweet food is a treat and mm. I, I grew up with you know we had sweets at the weekend yeah. Um, yeah not every day not every day and actually looked forward to them all the more mm. for it it was and when we had them we had them you know when my mother made puddings you got apple pie and custard and you know had a big <laughs> slice and it was really good uh, and there was never any guilt but you didn't have it seven days a week well partly because she wasn't going to make apple pie and custard yeah. seven days a week um so I think our attitude was we're making food which doesn't come into the pudding category it's it's you know it was breakfast initially mm. so it really shouldn't that's not what you should be getting your mm. sugar from and the idea of claiming at the at the time was lots of mueslis were saying 50 percent fruit and that's just that's just way too much fruit. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of sugar. It's a Dried lot of fruits sugar. we forget really are very, very high. high in sugar. So it yeah. was it, for us. It was just it shouldn't. That should not be what's making you go back and eat it. It's, right. It shouldn't be about that. You should be enjoying it from a much more you know, long-term, genuine nourishment perspective. Mm. So moving on, mm. you met Nick in a restaurant. Yep. You got married. We got married. Uh, you met when you met him. He was an acrobatic stunt pilot. He yes, that's right. <laughs> does he <laughs> still fly a plane? Likely. He's still like <laughs> yep. He does. So he does uh, formation aerobatics, and now he flies for the Brightling Wingwalkers. Wow. Um, so he has the ladies on the wing doing. Um, they do the acrobatics. He flies the plane. Um, so that's quite a good combination. I mean, you've got to get, be in good health and yes. fine fettle, haven't you? You've got to have all your mental. Yeah, you totally do. Facilities working properly and your coordination. And be slightly mad. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think reflects in your brand because you're, you know, you are quite quirky. You are different. What followed on from the muesli then? You, did you then think, well, this is going to fly? What, what else can we do? We've always been driven, rather than be driven by what's selling well, we're actually driven by what what we're getting excited by or what's come next. Mm. So the muesli naturally led into porridge, partly because we found that certain oats I mean you think all oats are the same you can't buy different varieties but some of them cook very differently mm -hmm. and we'd got a batch which were useless for muesli but they made great porridge got us into right. porridge okay um, we then got into sort of light cereals when I was eating a flaked cereal that I bought you know a typical 
cereal flake. And I was, as you do with a cereal packet, it sits on the table and I was reading it mm. and I was looking at the salt content thinking, I, I must be reading that wrong. That must be per pack. Right, not per bowl. Like, yes, exactly. Was like, uh, and it was, mm. and I'd worked out and it was per bowl and I was just stunned by how much salt was in it that I didn't know I was eating. I'm not anti-salt. We need salt. Um, yes. You know, salt is actually crucially important, but I wasn't expecting to have a lot of it that in much. my breakfast cereal. Yeah. So I felt slightly conned. It was that sense of that wasn't where I thought I was going to get it from. Mm-hmm. So then we made totally plain, um, well, our, our sort of solution to that was the spelt flakes, which are literally mm. the ingredient is spelt. It's 100% it. spelt. There's nothing else Fantastic. in it. So they are a much simpler flavour, but you, know, you can add your own maple syrup or whatever. Yeah. You know what you're adding. So that was got us into, then it was the full range of cereals. Um and then and did the milks follow on from that? Because you're known really yet. for your almond We are and... now, we are. And do you know what? That wasn't even, we had no idea we were going to do that really? at the time. So having I done... love that when yeah. new businesses, <laughs> entrepreneurs go, yeah, but then I just did this yes, and, it, and, it, exactly. and it works and, it, and then it becomes your bestseller. And you just, you never know. You, it's, mm. you never know what's going to do well and what's not. Well, we don't. So now after the cereals, it was actually snacks. We did the really thin sort of rice cakes, rice crackers, which mm-hmm. were much bitier and snappier, not polystyrene tile yes um, kind of um, actually nice and uh, again was that was that your family your young family were you thinking it, you know what do I want to give my kids it, yeah exactly it was you've had breakfast mm. what's next yes and grain based again because we do I do love a good grain um so it followed it seemed like a natural follow-on it was a, a savory you know simple snack and again keeping the salt out keeping the salt out or keeping it really low um and certainly no sugar or anything yeah um and they're just sort of bake pressed it's a very weird process it's like a sort of controlled popping that makes mm. them um and then the then we did the oat cakes um which again that was about not using palm oil and not using wheat flour because it's the wheat flour that makes oat cakes stick to the roof of your mouth oh is it so I we use yeah we use oatmeal um and then olive oil it just makes them right. bitier crisper interesting nicer. so using olive oil can you mm. substitute palm oil with olive oil is it just more expensive Not to do that always that um it, but you can with that particular recipe i mean what we found is when we're trying to make something it's really the relationship with the people who make our food for us is so important because mm. so it's not your kitchen table anymore not the kitchen table anymore no that would have to be <laughs> it's got a, got really a little bit big bigger kitchen. <laughs> but it's enormous because they have you know we, we work it's you're trying to get people to do something that doesn't normally they don't normally yes. do and it probably usually nobody's asked the question before. Do you know i so know that journey yeah it, there are so many parallels there and i was thinking when i was hearing your story and reading about it before the interview i started my first book because i was pregnant with lily right um and you know who's now 26 so that's yep. a long long time ago because i was aware that as i was pregnant i was feeding a new growing yeah. person yeah. and i then had a renewed interest in looking at food labels and what i was putting into yeah. my supermarket trolley so that was it, you know it came genuinely from that and then i started writing about baby food and toddler food with babies and toddlers because i was right in that you're, you're that, doing it that you're living thing. it yeah. Um, yeah and then setting up the beauty company again to your point asking those questions that had never been asked before no. and asking Asking manufacturers to make things in a way that they'd never been asked. Well, you're not because the big industry is the big principle. No, you're not absolutely. saying make it as cheap as possible. Well, that's. I'm so interested that, yeah. that you say that. I remember when I was working on a fragrance, and um, and the, the perfumers kept saying, "Well, what's the budget?" And we said, "Well." There is no budget. You yeah. make the great fragrance and we'll work out how we can afford it. Yeah, and maybe we can't. But maybe let's we start can't, but by let's making the great fragrance. Start by making yeah. a great product. Yeah. And I think that's how you build a great brand. Because but it is interesting that that's first. not often how people are 
I'm fascinated to hear that that is the same parallel in the food industry. So where do you make now? Where are most of your things made? Well, we try and make them where they sort of grow best, which sounds a bit mad, but um, Italy is a big producer for us. So you're talking about the almond milk, so... Mm. um, Italy has great nuts, not just great nuts, man. Uh, not just almonds, but they've got fantastic hazelnuts. Uh, yeah, well, that's Nutella and exactly, all of that. Exactly, there's a reason it's yeah, all there. Yeah. Um, so the almond milks, or all the nut milks, are made in Italy, where they were using their spring water, their nuts. So it makes complete sense, mm. and that's the they they know how to deal with them. They've got the relationships with yes. the farmers. Yes. Um, everything's very fresh. Everything's very fresh, and yeah. then it doesn't. It actually doesn't travel very far. And it's all made in Italy, and then it only mm. has to come to the UK. So yeah. in fact, more makes them a lot more sense than making it in the UK. Yes. Um, oat cakes are made in Scotland. Right, which, where the oats you know, come where, from. And right, exactly, and where they know how to make oat cakes. So yeah. we'll go wherever mm. it makes sense to go. And, and the hardest thing is finding people who, like, exactly as you were saying, you know, will slightly change the way they do things because um, it's been done it, like this for years exactly, this is how we do it exactly because the latest but it gets easier doesn't it, it now does. but now you're a bigger yeah. proven brand exactly People they're not taking a punt to on you. us yeah. so much which at the beginning we know our, our early partners we have to be really grateful to because yeah, it, it could have been a total waste of their time yep um and they yep. you know they gave us that chance so again mm. we are more reliable now but it's very interesting that people think about local local sourcing mm. and sustainability as being local to them but yeah. actually in the bigger picture it's local to where the food is being produced that's what's truly local i think that's really true <laughs> and i think that's a really good point it's very it's very difficult to communicate because what do you say local yes. to local to the nuts it doesn't I mean, make you can't have sense. a local no. muesli can you because <laughs> no. all the nuts are coming in no. from brazil or somewhere nuts, so. fruit seeds well they'll be from all over yeah. probably from turkey brazil yeah, yeah. various parts of europe only the oats are going to be from the UK right? and possibly the barley that would be it okay yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. so I know you then went into the milks is yes. that right yep. so from, that was about from four years ago okay yeah. because that has that whole growth sector yeah of almond milk and you know we saw I remember my my eldest boy is actually lactose intolerant um, uh, and he grew up on rice milk that yes. was sort of the uh, only thing yes, really that, that was available choice. rice dream you know now yep. we've got oat milk and yep. almond milk and all sorts of other coconut milk and I want to talk to you about different things here I think firstly I'd love to know more in depth about the almonds and the milk because I've read a lot mm. about there's a lot of controversy yep. over nut milks but also fundamentally I was interested to see that you are not anti-dairy even though you're such a big seller yes. of the nut milk absolutely so why are you also pro-dairy do you know, I, it's a really interesting question, that one. It's my favourite question. Oh, good. <laughs> um, because when you think about it, it's it's very interesting that the whole nut milk world has grown up and has got this perception as being anti-dairy. Mm. You know, either or. Either or. Mm. There's a complete assumption that it's either or. And actually, when you think about it, why on earth? Yeah, I mean, I have both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it has. It's become an either or world and it's demonising dairy. We're about quality overall. Mm. Um, we, we love milk. But yeah. we want good quality milk. And I think yes. what's hugely sad is our choice of dairy milk is terrible. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely you are singing terrible. my song. It's I mean, so bad. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I've done a whole film on YouTube, which is called The Movie. It's about yep. cows great, on grass. Yep. Yes. And yes. we've got some great guests coming up, actually, in, in future episodes, talking about grass-fed dairy and pasture-fed milk. Yep. And we, for all sorts of reasons, I know I'm probably pre- preaching to the converted here, You know, we need animals on the land to fertilise the land and, and keep it yes, nutritious. Even if you choose not to eat the 
yeah yeah Out, output absolutely no i mean having having the milk is is and it's such a good form of absorbable calcium mm. for for growing teens and bone density and all of that so that's a whole other topic but i'm yeah. interested to see your perspective on it mm. so do you for us it's quality and what we're really trying hard to communicate and we go out of our way to do this um because we've got a lot of dairy free customers is mm. we really want to say it's we feel it's about quality. You can have quality dairy, which, as you say, is about party. It's about not just choosing red, green or no, blue top no. or whatever it is. It's not just it's has it don't eaten grass. Price. Uh, don't buy on price. Has yeah. it eaten grass? You know, what kind of cow is it? Can you get something local? Sure. Can you get single? You know, we've got single estate coffee. Oh, my goodness. Milk I wish. Nothing, you know, I love you know. Ayrshire yeah. milk uh, exactly. from Ayrshire cows. Exactly. But, you know, can you it's, get that easily? It's really hard. Really hard. Yeah. So we, we would love the whole. I would like to to see what's happened in the dairy-free world, which is, is it's got hugely sophisticated. There's a lot of choice in terms mm. of taste, variety, quality. People ask questions about almonds and where they come from, mm. I, and, and people will pay more. Mm. And I would love to see that applied to dairy while Completely. we've still got some dairy farmers. Well, yeah, absolutely, because if we, w- we shortly won't have any left. No, and we should it's, be brilliant at dairy farming in this we country. We should be. It's we, absolutely. We are, our land is perfect for it. it. Yeah. And, yeah, no, that's that's definitely a topic that we, I'm sure, will be returning to again and again. Hey, everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S O. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. But on the subject of mm. almond milk, yes. there is, I've seen a lot online, uh, two things, I think. One is about the sustainability yep. of the growing of yep. the almonds and where they come from. And then secondly, about what to look for when you're buying almond milk. Yes. So what, what's your view on where it should come from? And I've seen you know all sorts about the whole, the rise in, in veganism and mm. the people drinking more almond milk is such bad news for the bees in California. Yep. You know, what what's the story there? What's the reality? I think, yeah, the California situation is not good. Um, uh, it's yeah I yeah, oof, I mean it's 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 now is it now classified a desert they've had so much drought but because of the way the 
because of the way farming is done there so intensively, um, I don't think it's going to change. So it is a bit of a disaster, California. Um, our almonds are from uh, mainly from Sicily, always from Italy, which has grown them traditionally, and it's part of it. It fits within everything else they grow. Mm. Yeah. So it's not it's not a monoculture. It's not a monoculture, and it's not changing what they've always grown. And you're right. not shipping in bees for the season right. and feeding them glucose fructose syrup. Yeah. You don't even want to think about. Just That's don't want a whole other it. story. We're going, to co- we're going to be covering <laughs> honey and oh, the glucose fructose even, yep. intensive oh. harvesting of bees and so, honey. But it, and, yeah. I mean, these things are so. It's such a challenge, isn't it? Because you, you know, you want to feed, you want to eat right food mm. yourself that nourishes you. But then, as a consumer, which you know we all are, as well yeah. as producers, um, there's so much behind it. There's so mm. much backstory. So, so how did you make your mm. almond milk, and why is it different? When we so we started making it four years ago, and at the time, what really stunned us was people were choosing dairy-free milks either as an intolerance, yeah. so they had no choice, or um, they were beginning to choose them as a healthy option. And we were stunned by the ingredients lists in these supposedly healthy options. And almost everything on the market then had lists of things in that I, I didn't even know what they were. You know, calcium carbonate, gelin gum, guar gum, carrageen, and just not stuff that I recognised mm. as food and I didn't understand why it needed to be in to be in a milk a milk mm. uh, and the other thing was they mostly didn't taste very nice which so I thought it was really not it wasn't it didn't really feel like they were serving anyone brilliantly um, yeah so we were looking around to see if there was a way we could do it better knowing that at home you, you don't need that many ingredients no I mean how do you make almond milk at home um I tend to make oat milk actually I do because I, I like the creaminess of oat interesting. milk interesting I've yeah. not tried that you, is it just oats and water yeah basically oats and water and it's because oats are relatively high fat content as a grain yes um, I find it's closest to dairy because I like dairy mm. so oats mm. for me is the is the nearest one it's creamier interesting you know all these things we've probably got in our kitchen yeah. cupboards yeah and then we don't think, no. you know, if I ran out of milk, I wouldn't think, oh, I've got some porridge. Yes. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> you know, I can still, I can still make, you know, make something or, yeah. you know, even bake with it or, or, or other slightly things. less waste as well. Because I find mm. one of the difficult things with um, almond milk is how much almond you get left over. Right. And, and what only... can you do with the leftover? Can you make nut butter you, or something with it? You can't really make nut butter. It's a bit dry. You can make cheesecake base, but how many can cheesecakes you? do you Okay, get? right. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> cheesecakes. Like how many cheesecakes? <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, if you were really organised about it, like, you could maybe... I could probably freeze it. And there is stuff you can do with right. it. Right. But I, yes. I add it to protein balls, maybe. Or... Yes, you probably can. And yeah. actually, maybe animals would like it. Yep. You know, because it'd be high in protein. Yep. It's a good. They certainly mix love it. In with... yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's really <laughs> interesting. So you you make it. I mean, it, would you say that you can make almond milk at home? I mean, what? That's because, the because ideal. That, that, that's a fresh milk. Yeah. So why don't you make yours in in a fresh way? Oh, I would. Love, I mean, the the ideal with anything, I'd say, is to make it at home. Um, it's always going to be you choose the ingredients it's fresh mm. it's perfect uh but we don't all have we time. don't all have time <laughs> no not way. to do everything there, no. there are the things that you do you know yeah. i always make my stock always right um, yeah but, you know there are other things which I, life feels too short whether yep. that's stuffing a mushroom or yes. making almond milk um so yeah make your own ideally um and otherwise for me the important things are that it doesn't contain things that i just i don't have in my kitchen just as you were right. saying and that's our principle as a business is that you should be able to read the label and know exactly what everything is that you might have it in the kitchen come out of your cupboard and you can make your own you're Mm. then you you can make your own decisions if it's got Mm. a list of stuff you don't recognize then what's it there for Mm -hmm. and why yes and i just feel actually there's no excuse usually you don't 
you just don't need it it'll be to bulk it out or to make it sweeter or to make it behave like something else and we'd rather say well no let's actually just have it mm. the way it is so and shelf not, life I mean how, how do you keep things fresh you, heat, obviously the you have to heat treat that. them yeah. Um, yeah and nuts are quite volatile so you have to heat treat them um to give them the shelf life they're yeah, not, nuts are a funny one. You can't, You've got to be careful. You, you do. You can't treat in the same way that you treat juice. Um, you, right. You need the the sort of the vitamin. Juice is much easier to do as a fresh food. Nuts Why, what makes tricky. nuts more difficult? Um, they contain a toxin, which if you're making it at home, it's fine. But I think if you're trying to make it last for a few weeks rather than a few mm. days, yeah. it's just volatile. Um, yeah. And, and nut toxins are nut be, toxins be, are not much very fun. toxic. Yes, you're not just going to be on the loo for a bit. You 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 could be in big yep. trouble. Yeah. Um, so, so the safety is obviously paramount. Safety is paramount. Little, I mean, yeah. there are so many parallels. I think with the beauty industry because to keep beauty products safe, yeah. you need to have preservatives. Right. Yeah. And you know there is that always. Yes, of course you can make your own at home, and I've got you know loads of recipes on the yeah. website for making scrubs and lotions and things. But I always say this will last a few days, and you need to keep it in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not going to behave in the same way as no. something that, no, that you buy. No, it'll probably go mouldy or something. Which yeah, and, and it's live. And, yes, yeah. and you know, you're putting it around your eyes mm. or your mouth. But obviously, when you're actually eating something or drinking something, it's and really it similar. To, really similar. You've to got children. to be confident that it's fine. Oh, interesting on the children's point. Mm. I know. I know that some people are giving their children um, dairy-free drinks, and you know, once they're weaned and it's just a small part of their diet, that's absolutely fine. But as a milk replacement in a very young child it's i think it's really important to remember that dairy milk animal milk is an extraordinary substance it is Mm. incredibly nutritious you know it is designed to be a total food for a young being yeah nut milks are not that they are a completely different thing they they, they're the same color and the same consistency and you use them in the same way but the mistake is in thinking of them as nutritionally the same thing they're not They're, they're they're nuts and water and yeah. you know whatever else well, it was in interesting them. we we had deborah carr here um a few weeks ago talking about kefir yes and she has I that love. great yeah. kefir brand which i really like too called nourish kefir and yes you can buy coconut milk kefir yeah. and the nut milk kefirs but she was saying it doesn't work in the same way mm-hmm. you need to have the animal protein in the kefir oh, that's interesting so whether you're yeah. using cow's milk or if you are intolerant then you could go for a goat's milk yep. or sheep's milk yep. um, but and and again i was listening to um a professor uh, podcasting recently talking about again the microbiome yes, and, and going back microbiome. into the yep. into gut health and saying that the kefir that is made with these animal proteins yep. lasts it survives the extreme stomach acid which, yes. and it gets yeah, further into about. the deep intestine yeah. so you you know it's yeah. just it's really knowing the full picture isn't it, it is. I and think. in a way and, we can't which is why we won't need to trust if we are buying food you need mm. to be able to trust who you're buying it from that mm. they've looked at the whole picture and done some of the work for you because it is just goes on and on you know it goes on and on whether you're trying to work out where the almonds have come from whether the bees have been yeah. harmed you know or yes which bit of the gut you're looking at it's a uh, it just I mean it's fascinating and it's what keeps me interested you know yeah. 11 years later it's still learning still and it's so great that out. we as consumers have food pioneers like you who are prepared to do all that investigative work and put your you know life and limb on the line really to create these amazing products and we'll do the same in the beauty because of course i can i all my all my yeah. all my energy goes into the food side so i have yes. to totally trust somebody else on the yeah. on the beauty yeah. side yeah i think it, it is yeah. about trusted brands yeah. isn't it i think it's 
now that we're getting more awareness of things and yep. that's what I love about podcasting is that we can bring these topics to life we can really talk about them it's not just a pretty video or a yeah. vlog or whatever it's yeah. actually getting in depth behind the scenes with educated and informed no, content and, and, and experts like you so what's next for you what's what's the next part of the journey oh we never quite know what's next things tend to come slightly do you follow trends or fads or do well, things they, present themselves they to t- you? because we're also I bet I bet it's the same for you because we're also into food and we're all living and breathing food as well as eating it um that it tends to come from within us rather than sort of following a trend it'll be we mm. will find ourselves bringing things into the office or doing things so at the moment in the office we're brewing kombucha and making kefir excellent and, yeah, and it's all it's all sort of happens in <laughs> of inside and of then it is. so there's always a lot of different things um in development as you um, can see walking through the studios this morning yes, there's all lo- yep, sorts of stuff happening exactly. in the kitchen oh, it's that we're working on yes I, I got a, I got a nice snack as well. excellent <laughs> oh we like to treat our guests so well. very similar in our office so there's lots of new foods in it. but you never quite know what the next thing is and last year we opened a cafe which was on no business plan ever um, but hugely exciting move. and we, we, it was yeah. but it seemed so natural it was just when we, we were moving offices we'd seen an office we liked but we thought was slightly too big and realised that actually the space it was a dream it. space for a cafe yeah. and although we nobody had ever thought we would do that the minute we thought about it it yeah. just felt absolutely right yeah. so we just did it um so that was a slightly random tangent but so much fun because then we can make the foods that we can't yes. you know, put into the packets yeah um we can do it all we can yeah we can actually put it on the table in front yeah. of people and maybe even test on your customers exactly and we've got somewhere to go for lunch perfect yeah Camilla, it's just been so great to chat. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been great. so much for coming in. And as usual, we will put all the notes and resources on the podcast notes so that everybody will know where to come and find you for more info. Oh, super. Thank you. Thank you. And that is it for today and for a little while, actually, as we take a very short break for the summer. I'll be back again for the start of Series 2 with many more fascinating and equally informative guests, all of whom are both inspirational and knowledgeable leaders in their field, full of the most incredible knowledge and well-being wisdom to share with us here. If you're tuning in for the very first time, then you might like to know that there's a whole other nine episodes of Wellness with Lizelle that you can enjoy. So do download and take a listen. And please join in the chat. Leave me a comment on what you think and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. You'll find me on Facebook at Lizelle Wellbeing Magazine and also on Instagram and Twitter. And my personal accounts there are just called Lizelle Me. I really hope you've loved this very first series as much as my well-being team and I have all enjoyed putting it together. Do subscribe so you'll get the notification of when we're back on air. And of course, we always so appreciate it when you leave us a review to help spread the spoken word. As I mentioned earlier, we do produce a set of podcast notes from each episode. And to get these, you simply have to head over to lizarwellbeing.com and sign up there for the free weekly newsletter, which will not only bring you these notes, but also a bit more well-being news, some new recipes, offers, ticket events, and a whole lot more. And you'll find a series of video clips, which I film here at my well-being studios. And these are also free to download and view. You simply have to go to lizarwellbeing.com and search Watch Liz. And you'll find the whole library of these on YouTube, on the Lizelle Wellbeing Productions channel, which of course you can also subscribe to. But that is it for now. I shall look forward very much to being in your ear again soon. Until then, thank you for tuning in. Go well. Bye-bye.
Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. 